Hello and good morning, evening, afternoon, or whatever time it is wherever you are in the world. You are currently tuning in to the Dragon's Whisper, a radio show hosted by yours truly, Siren, the water controlling Chinese dragon goddess. Whew, that's the intro out of the way. <laughs> This is the first episode of the Dragon's Whisper. Um, honestly, I'm not really sure how I got here since I never thought I would write my own version of a radio show when I first started VTubing. Uh, but here I am, and here you are listening to me ramble. Actually, you know what? This is probably an interesting topic to talk about for the first episode. VTubing, yay! <laughs> Although I'm sure a lot of you who are joining me here in this radio already know what VTubing is since, you know, you probably found me through through my VTubing stuff. <laughs> but I do get asked a lot uh, when I tell people that I'm a VTuber. The first question for people who aren't familiar with VTubing or the community, what they generally ask is, what is VTubing? To which I normally just reply, I stream online as an anime character. Uh, <clears throat> ignore immersion for a second. This reply normally gets me one of two reactions. The first one would be, ah, of understanding, or a, ah, of I sort of understand, but I don't really. I just normally change the subject at this point, because it's kind of hard to explain. That or I show them a YouTube link and be done with it, because after all, a picture, or in this case, a video, says a thousand words, right? Yeah. <laughs> the other type of question I normally get when I say I'm a VTuber is, how do you become a VTuber? For people who sort of know what VTubing is, and sort of is interested, but don't really know how people get started. I actually had a little bit of an argument with my friend about this some while back. So, there's actually a lot of tutorial videos out there on how to become a VTuber that goes from the type of programs you use, 3D capture, 2D, live 2D, motion capture, so on and so forth, and how you get access to all these materials. The actual debate that I had with my friend, actually, wasn't so much as how you become a VTuber as what exactly is a VTuber? How do you classify someone as a VTuber and how do you classify someone as not a VTuber? And I'm sure everyone has their own ways of classifying what is a VTuber, what is not a VTuber. To me though, to me, it doesn't matter whether you're streaming with a still picture or a live 2D or a 3D model, as long as you are playing a character that is not yourself, and that exists in theory, in lore, only in the virtual space. And that is a VTuber. My friend, however, argued that to be a VTuber, you had to have a moving avatar. Whether you do that by using live 2D or 3D, it doesn't matter as long as it moves. To which he referred to Kizuna Ai as an example. And I'm not saying he's wrong, but it's just really interesting how the term VTuber could mean so many different things to so many different people. And I'm sure, you know, VTubing means virtual YouTuber, and the phrase was first coined by Keys in the Eye. So many would 
consider her as the first VTuber. So in that sense, I can see how my friend would consider someone who is much like Kizuna Ai, who is able to move around in, in the virtual space and also interact with the audience through that to be the proper VTuber, rather than someone who is just using a still picture. What's your take on what it takes to be a VTuber? I would really like to know your opinion. You can reply to this in the comment below if you're watching this from YouTube, or if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can message me via Twitter at sirren underscore VT hashtag the dragon's whisper. With that, let's take a little bit of a music break. The song I have for you today is called Sunrise in the Meadow. I hope the song will give you a little bit of a relaxing break, whether you're preparing for the day or winding down for the night or anything in between. We'll be back after this. let us move on to the next section. Whispers of Wisdom. Uh, the wisdom part might be debatable. However, I did ask people to send me their troubles via Marshmallow and I will try to answer them or try to help them solve their issues on this radio show. And they're all anonymous, so I won't be saying any names. And so, question number one is, whenever I do work, I quite quickly lose my focus. Do you have any tips for staying focused? Ah, who here also has that issue? I mean, it's not like I have the attention span of a squirrel, I swear, ooh, shiny. <laughs> but no, for me, normally when I try to focus, when I want to focus, I would listen to music sometimes, uh, particularly lo-fi lately. They don't obtruse um, and they're very in the background. So having background noise actually helps me focus. It, also depends on what I'm doing. If I'm reading though, having background noise does not help. The other thing I do though is that I would take breaks very often. 
I would go, I would do some work, and then once I feel my attention span waning, I would go out, get a drink of water, and then come back and do more work. That way, I sort of have something fresh every time. I come back refreshed every time, so I don't lose focus as easily. Although that also might interrupt your workflow, so it depends on what you're doing, really. And our next question is. There are situations where I want to support someone when they are venting their issues, but I find it hard to sympathize whenever a name is mentioned due to always thinking there's another side to the story slash perspective. This is particularly hard for me when the venting involves hostility to said person. Is there any way I can support them without validating their perspective is correct? Hmm. I think most of the time when people are venting. They really just want to get whatever it is that's you know keeping them angry or making them unhappy just off of their chest. They don't really need someone to give them advice or anything like that. So just being quiet and listening to them without reacting is probably enough most of the time. You don't have to give your own opinions once they say their piece. So they're probably gonna be done and don't want to mention it again, unless of course they ask your opinion and then you're screwed. Next question. I'm thinking about trying out streaming. Is there any issues or difficulties that you had faced when starting out that you wish you had known about ahead of time? Ooh, I can probably make like an hour-long episode about that. However, the first thing is deciding what your streaming platform is. One thing about Twitter, I remember when I first started streaming, or in my first stream, is that I forgot to set up the recording function on Twitter, so it didn't keep. Any vods? I think I lost my first、uh, debut stream because of that. So have that checked when you want to stream on Twitch. The other thing I think, and my chat can probably attest to that, is the fact that I don't stream on a regular basis, nor do I have a actual schedule. That being said, I have started to get back to scheduling and posting my next week's streaming schedule. The Sunday before. Also, shameless advertisement plug.、Uh, follow me on Twitter to know when I stream on Twitch. Tada! Anywho, so yeah, give yourself a goal every week. I have. I'm gonna stream twice a week on these days, and follow through with them. That would definitely help with your content creation for sure. Next question. Ooh, this one's a long one. Personally, I'm a bit conflicted with how I use my time and money. Buying games and stuff is one thing, but donating to streamers and entertainers whenever I want is a bit hard. The conflict I feel is whether I even should donate to them. I understand it's more for the content creation rather than donation itself, but knowing I could spend the money on something else, donate to charities, church—I'm slightly religious, etc.—makes it hard for me to do so. Of course, I already spend money on things I like, like games, plushies, and the likes as well. But I have always used the justification that I shouldn't feel bad spending on myself, and it's a fallacy to say I should spend as much time as possible doing good deeds. It's starting to sound more like an excuse I use to spend for myself, when resources could be put into something more meaningful. While I can use the reasoning to an extent for something called donations, it's a bit hard for me to meaningfully justify the cost. Ha! So you are conflicted over whether or not to donate to VTubers. Well, my answer is 
do whatever you like. Honestly, as a VTuber, I never really expect people to donate to me. I mean, it's nice, and also it does help things along. However, I think more than anything, subscriptions are enough if you want to support a VTuber. Of course, if they're in trouble and they tell you so, then you can consider it, and that could be your good deed for the day. But I don't think it's really necessary to donate if you don't feel comfortable doing so. It is called donation for a reason, after all. It's not like you have to pay me for my content. It's if you feel I'm doing well and if you want to support me, then please feel free to give me a tip. Kind of like at a restaurant, same thing. I mean, after all, VTubing is providing an entertainment service. If you like it, giving a tip, like at a restaurant, is just a way of saying, thank you for your service, we are very happy with your work. Not necessary, but appreciated at the same time. And finally, the last marshmallow, let's see. Why are you such a treasure? Um, thank you? Should I say anything else? <laughs> but thank you, the praise is appreciated. Alright, and that's it. This is this week's Whispers of Wisdom. If you have any troubles or things you want to ask, feel free to send it via Marshmallow. I will post the link below, or you can, again, find the link on my Twitter. After this, we have something super exciting, which is a new radio drama series. I mean, this is the first episode of this radio show, and obviously the drama show that follows it is going to be new as well, but, 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 this is the first episode of the drama series that uh, will be featuring the slice-of-life comedy of Thomas, a gamer who is isekai'd into the game he has just beat. This is written by the wonderful Pending, whose link is in the description below, along with the awesome VTubers who have agreed to voice the characters. Today's episode is the beginning, the start, the genesis of Thomas and his isekai journey. But before we actually get to the radio drama, we have a very special guest with us tonight. He is the writer and the mastermind behind this radio drama. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, hello! My name is Pending. I'm a VTuber who has written skits on YouTube in the past. Um, that's where I started with VTubing, and I also do streams on Twitch. And for anyone who doesn't know, his skits on YouTube are awesome. They are funny, hilarious, and sometimes very, very uh, deep and thought-provoking. If anyone has not checked out his channel yet, please do so. Thank you. Yeah. Can I ask what your inspiration is for this particular story that we're debuting today? Well, I remember us discussing it and you suggested a parody of isekais. So my inspiration for it, I, I guess, um, was, I guess, I guess largely the isekais, which I, I've seen some of before. So I've seen some of Sword Art Online. I've seen some of Konosuba, uh, which is probably the one that this most closely resembles. Although I haven't seen too much of it, so I don't know to what extent. Um, and yeah, I, 
I, and I guess it just kind of follows my general s sense of humor, uh, which is mostly a lot of absurdity and silliness. And also just, like, uh, various, uh, various scenarios that are, uh, kind of common to me, like, skipping through cutscenes and stuff, so I wanted to work that in. <laughs> yeah, skipping cutscenes is, is, has become a bit of a meme, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you worked it in, because it was, it was kind of funny, and Thank for you. anyone who doesn't know about it yet, you're gonna hear about it in a moment when we oh are we doing it. this in the other order where like... yeah we're doing this in the other order oh okay then that's a minor spoiler that's okay or we can we can do it the other way around this fine too e either either way either way <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you for sharing your your inspiration and i know we did talk about this a little bit at the beginning when i asked you if you were interested in writing the story but mm -hmm. was there any particular difficulties when you were trying to write the story? Um, not, uh, especially I think when I, I, I think probably the biggest difficulty was starting the writing. Like, usually that's where the challenge lies for me, is the first, uh, couple sentences. Especially for something like this, where you don't have to worry about writing a ton of uh visual description because it's a radio drama so it, it it has to by necessity lean heavily on the dialogue and, and maybe some audio sound effects so what once i start writing dialogue it becomes a lot easier for me because then the then the characters kind of bounce off each other naturally um and you're just kind of acting out a conversation in your mind which is a lot of fun to me so uh so usually uh usually the hardest parts of writing uh, at least for me are like where where to start the situation and where to end it and i think maybe it took a little bit to kind of figure out how to get started but once i figured that out uh the writing was pretty smooth oh see and did you have like a plan in the beginning of like this character is gonna be like this and that character is gonna be like this or were you just gonna you know like you start and then you, this character slowly work themselves out a bit of both uh for the main character i had like a general idea of who they'd be beforehand for uh the uh, other character that's prominent in this um, in in this episode, she uh, kind of flesh was fleshed out as I wrote because I didn't have like a strong idea for her at first. And uh, as I wrote more and more of the conversation together, I got a better and better feeling of this is kind of how she would talk. This is kind of the type of person she is. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. And, and you know, for someone who likes to write stories, and I've seen, you know, some of your skits and then your story writing and obviously mm -hmm. this particular drama, are there a favorite type of story of yours? Like, do you like these particular stories or what do you look for when you're reading or writing a story? Um, I, 
I, I really like silly premises in general. Like, um, like Futurama or classic Simpsons is probably some of my favorite stuff and probably has informed my sense of humor more than anything else. Um, just the ridiculousness of the scenarios and I, I guess kind of like Homer Simpson in particular is the kind of character that resonates with me in terms of humor or at least classic Homer Simpson. I think in an effort to try and continually one-up themselves eventually the Simpsons had to make Homer more and more and more r ridiculous and and at a certain point it, it crosses the line of believability where you're like well I, I don't believe that this is a person that can function in reality so <laughs> these the ridiculous things he says no longer have weight behind them uh, but old, old Simpsons where Homer had like some foundation in reality but was still absurd enough that he could come to like ridiculous conclusions like there there there's one uh just to pick what skin at red of where mr burns finds homer simpson in his in like this uh bunker that mr burns made for himself and homer's like thinking to himself okay you just have to think of a plausible scenario to get out of this and he says to mr burns hello i'm mr burns and it <laughs> makes no sense because he's obviously talking to mr burns but there's something just very silly and dumb about that that mm. i i really enjoy i see you mentioned that you like silly stories and homer simpson's in particular and that's a, a a video like a not a video a, a tv series do you have books that you like that are you know that you like to read or a series that is your favorite it's funny because when i was a kid i would read a lot as i've gotten older i don't read nearly as much um i, I think probably um the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy would be amongst my favorite series growing up um, I was also a really big fan of the Ender's Game series, uh, in part oh. because uh, I, I just loved sci-fi so much, un unfortunately, since unfortunately. then. Uh, well, unfortunately, since then, there's some not great things that have come out about Orson Scott Card that I wasn't aware of at the time, so... Now it's a little bit more complicated, but removing it from that, the, that series of books is really, really good. Mm. Um, so yeah, those are examples of uh, very, like, those are examples uh, of books that I love. Okay, cool. So mostly fantasy with a little bit of silliness inserted in between, or not fantasy, yeah. but uh, sci-fi. Yeah, I love sci-fi. Like, I, I didn't bring it up as, as much uh, in terms of uh, my favorite types of stories, but, like, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek. I'm a huge fan of Stargate. Um, I, I do believe I, we've, we've had long conversations yeah. about Stargate for yeah. <laughs> before, yeah. Kind of tying it into the comedy stuff, I've been watching uh, The Orville lately. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of... Um, 
there there's a lot of different sci-fi shows that i've been really into big big into also fantasy like i i've been watching all the marvel cinematic universe stuff since that became a thing Mm. so yeah what are your future plans in terms of vtubing or in terms of writing or anything like that do you have any yeah um so i i've been working on um a murder mystery plot uh for a series of pending skits so i'm a little um i'm a little reluctant to talk too much about it just because my biggest fear lately is uh starting something and then not finishing it so like people don't end up seeing a finished product at the end but i've been writing um what would essentially serve as i guess I call it a mini-series, but I'm all, I've am i already written four episodes of this, and it's oh. nowhere near the finish, so I guess it's going to be kind of like a season worth of penning skits, assuming that it comes out, and my kind of idea for it is I want to write it all at once, uh, It's and then they'll like release once every week or something. Um... And, and I think it'll be kind of fun. It's gonna, uh, it's gonna kind of parody things like Danganronpa, so that kind of, uh, that kind of murder mystery detective solving thing only in a much, uh, with a much more comedic focus, because right. it's, it's a, gonna be more lighthearted. Yeah, because it, it focuses on uh pending and subtitles so if you're familiar with those characters those characters aren't the most serious well subtitles <laughs> is but pending certainly isn't <laughs> that's true that's true and i do look forward to it and i totally understand you when you say oh i like i might start something and not complete it and yeah. i don't want to hype people up for it yeah exactly yeah because then, then i feel bad because then i feel like oh i've created uh false expectations and people will take me less seriously in the future when like i say oh i'm working on this and then they never see it but yeah I, that's something i'm working on something that is uh very it's not as likely to be seen but um but I have been kind of working on it on and off for her, uh, I guess, I guess months now, is a visual novel, which, the in contrast to the other stuff, the visual novel isn't comedic. It's, um, it, it's a story about, uh, a, a guy in high school who, uh, encounters, who, who discovers a secret about one of his high school students, and that's, that she is uh, actually a robot. Uh, oh. And so he would then uh, befriend her um, and kind of guide her as she as she's been using school as a as a way to both learn how to blend in with humanity and kind of uh, find out about herself and find out about. Uh, morality um and my basic idea for it is i'd want the kind of choices that you have in the visual novel to influence what kind of person she becomes 
for better oh, okay. for better or worse. And do the do the readers get to choose that? Or? Yeah, that's the that's my hope is that uh, the different choices that you make will oh. she'll she'll basically see and observe what you what you do, and that'll turn her into a different person by the end of it, depending on the choices you made. That's that's the hope slash ambition of it. Oh wow, that sounds very interesting and very ambitious. Thank you. Hope like like I said, it's. It's not it's not anything that I expect to be done with anytime soon because I've never written a visual novel before. But it's it's something that I've always had interest in doing and I figured I might as and I had this particular idea for it, so I figured I might as well start writing it and kind of see where it goes from there. So Hopefully it'll go well, but it's something that's like not a high priority, so it's it's uh, it's something I'll write for a little while and then put away for a long time, then come back to. Right. Well, if if it ever comes out, I would be very interested in playing it. I know you really like visual novels because your you. streams you you do mm -hmm. invite several VTubers together, and then you'll play through a visual novel. And uh, those were yeah. yeah, those are always fun to watch, especially because everybody tries their hardest at voice acting as well. Yeah, I I love voice acting. I'm very much. Uh, an amateur at it, but I always enjoy the chance to, to do voice acting, so that's a big part of uh, what I feel makes visual novel um, streams fun. Uh, uh, another part of it is, depending on what the visual novel is, I like being able to kind of uh, guess at where the story is going, so like when I was playing uh, Danganronpa with people on stream, it was fun trying to guess at what how, what direction the mysteries were going to take. Um, for some of them, like I've been playing Ephemeral on stream recently, which is an Atome game that uh, has some questionable translation <laughs> and also is kind of just has some unintentionally ridiculous characters or maybe it was intentionally ridiculous but uh so in in that case it's more just funny but it's always visual novels always are a treat from for one reason or another right on streams <laughs> yes and for the last question before we end it for today mm -hmm. do you have anything you want to say to the fans or to the listeners today I guess I hope you enjoy the episode if you haven't seen it yet or if this is happening afterwards. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm looking forward to writing more of them and hopefully, 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 uh, yeah, you'll, you'll like where it's going. And also, I want to say thank you very much to you for letting me be a part of this and in particular for doing all the editing for it um because i really like editing i'm not a huge or sorry i really like writing i'm not a huge fan of editing so the opportunity to do something where i get to write the thing but that i don't have to edit it <laughs> is 
is perfect. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, 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 I have fun editing it. It, it was, it was interesting. It, finding sound effects, on the other hand, was the hardest thing. But um, yeah, thank you so much for being here, and I hope everybody sticks around for the radio drama and uh, give us, yeah, yeah, give us some thoughts on what you thought about it in the comments below, or send us a mm -hmm. uh, tweet at siren underscore vt or even pending what's your tweet twitter i'm gonna guess i'm pending v okay <laughs> so pen pending spelt as you would think and then just add a v afterwards twitter changed my name oh, no. i i wrote when i signed up i wrote down vtuber pending and i just assumed that was the twitter handle they give me but I believe they gave me the Twitter handle pending V for whatever reason. So yeah. Okay. Well, if anything, the uh, link will be in the in the uh, description below, so you guys can check it out. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, without further ado, everyone, please enjoy the radio drama. Thomas wants a break. Thomas Wants a Break, Episode 1, Tea Holdy and Bone Milk. Th that's amazing, Guardian! No one has ever defeated the Mega Dark Templar Orc Drell before! Your might and skill are truly without equal. Yay! <laughs> Very well, Guardian! I am forced to skip. I do not think skip. For you see, God. Skip. <laughs> what Wow! Who would have thought that Drell was actually? Be careful, Guardian. It looks like this time Drell is playing for keeps. What? I thought the last fight was the final boss. This story makes no sense. Well, maybe if you didn't skip all the cutscenes. Well, maybe if they weren't so long! Seriously? Am I really talking to an in-game character? Actually, how did the character respond to me? Must be some kind of automatic dialogue triggered by me bypassing everything. Yeah, guess the developer has a sense of humor. Get ready for my Ultra Mega Turbo Destruct! Nope. Wow. You actually did it, Guardian. You saved the world. Yep, I am pretty awesome. But of course, even though Drell has been slain, it is only a matter of time until others seeking power are corrupted by it and threaten the fragile balance of Dehaldeheim. 
The world will An always need one as skilled as you, Guardian. Lame. Will you pledge now and forever be our savior? Yes or no? Huh? Is that it? Where's the loot? To get what you've earned, please click yes now. <sighs> oh, fine. What the? Uh, seriously? Crashing at a time like this? My progress had better gotten saved at least! <sighs> What's wrong? My computer won't turn back on. It's so dark in here. It's annoying to game with the lights on. Hang on. I'll go get the switch. Wait. Seraphin? Yes? If my computer's dead, how can I hear you? Turn on the lights. <laughs> what the? Welcome, Guardian, to my realm. Oh, man. I passed out at my desk again. What? Why would you think that? Well, for one thing, this looks a lot like the land of Teeholdy. Teeholdehein. Whatever. Why are you surprised? Did you not just sign the contract? Contract? To be our savior now and forever. To protect this world from all who would mean us harm as our one true guardian. Oh boy. Uh, actually, guardian, I'm a girl. Uh, what? Listen, I said yes to getting the loot, not to being abducted into Tea Handle. Tea Heldehine? See? That's the thing. I don't care what your world is called. I play this game for the loot grind and to make myself feel superior to the 12-year-olds who couldn't steal their parents' credit card to do the gotcha rolls. But you are the first guardian to ever beat Drill. You are our chosen one as foretold in the scrolls of Bonamont. The scrolls of what? It was explained in one of the many cutscenes you skipped. Right. Well, do you really think your chosen one would be a guy who didn't even bother to learn about your ancient squirrels of bone milk? Are you just getting the names wrong on purpose now? Totally. But you see my point, right? Well, it is true you are not the paragon of heroism that I thought you'd be. Exactly! And I had assumed that the chosen one would have a more... a hardened physique. Okay. A little rude, but sure. Plus, you're not particularly tall. In my world, men are usually taller than women. Is that not how it is on yours? Now you're just being hurtful. And I thought the Chosen One wouldn't smell so much like... What is that fragrance? Huh? Oh, uh, spoiled milk. I spilled cereal on my pants a few days ago. Ugh, then why do you still smell? I haven't washed my jeans yet. I mean... It's my only pair, and I'd have to take my wallets and keys out of them, so... <laughs> it's just this whole ordeal. I'll do it later. Uh, tomorrow, maybe. I never thought a hero would be this unhygienic. Yes! I am super gross! So, uh, like, can you send me home now? I'm afraid you don't understand. Despite your limitations, you are nevertheless the chosen one. I don't care about that. I demand to be sent back. <sighs> of course. 
I would never dream of holding you here against your will. Good. I'm glad we've reached an understanding. To send you back would be akin to resigning this world to ruin. Still, if that's what you wish, I will return you to your world. Okay... I know it's a lot to ask, but would you have a moment first for me to take you to the orphanage? Uh, why? Well, they've never met a hero before. It would mean a lot to them to see one before, you know, their world ends. Are you trying to guilt me into staying? Is it working? Uh, well, uh, are they really orphans? And happy families, too. Young people with their whole lives ahead of them. Old men and women living in peace and harmony. You know, a ton of people who would be supremely pleased if it turned out they didn't have to die. Uh, fine. I'll be the guardian of Tea Leaf. I just want you to know that I don't like you. I can live with that. Somebody tell me why I'm here, what's going on? I must pretend to be a hero, be a hero of this world. Seraphine, take me home where I belong. Where I belong, 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 where I belong. Thank you everyone for listening in. I hope to see you all again next week for episode two. 
This is the Dragon's Whisper, hosted by Sir Ren, the Chinese dragon goddess, signing out. Remember to keep hydrated!